This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching at this time, and we want you to stay tuned today as we discuss a very thought-provoking subject, If There Is a Hell. Will you stay tuned? Now today on Getting to Know Your Bible, we're offering a free Bible correspondence course. And we want you to take advantage of this opportunity to call and receive the free Bible course. We have many people who are already studying this. Matter of fact, they number into the thousands that are studying this Bible correspondence course. We want you to have it. You say, well, Brother Lambert, what does it really cost? What's the actual cost of it? Come on, tell the truth. The truth is, it's free. We want you to have it today. We're not going to ask for your credit card. You don't have to send us a check. We don't want any money. We want to send it to you free of charge. Let's pause for a moment so you can learn more about the course and so you can learn how to receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, Write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 29 and 30, Jesus said, If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. The age in which we live is characterized by uh, by an effort on the part of some to, to ignore some of the plain teachings of the Bible. They, They even deny the existence of heaven and the existence of hell. In a recent survey, it was learned that 84% believe in heaven, but only 74% believe in hell. On the cover of Time magazine, there was the title of an article that was inside the magazine in And this was the title, If There Is No Hell. And the article chronicles the belief of a preacher who thinks that there's no literal hell. You know, man has universally 
been conscious of sin. People have always realized that there's sin in the world. Why, the people on the day of Pentecost acknowledge that. When after hearing the sermon Peter preached about Jesus, they inquired, what shall we do? The Philippian jailer was conscious of sin because he asked the question, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? The Apostle Paul was conscious of sin. In Romans, the seventh chapter and verse 24, he asked, Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? See, there's no denying the reality of sin. The, the consciousness of sin presupposes something antecedent to sin, namely law. One person by the name of Blackstone said, Where there is no wrong or violation, there can be no law. But sin is the violation of law. First John chapter 3 and 4 describes sin or gives this definition, that sin is the transgression of law. Where there is violation of law, there is penalty. In Romans the 6th chapter and verse 23, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Now disobedience to law brings its reward. For, for example, should one try to violate the law of gravity, a penalty will be paid. And violation of moral law brings penalty. In Proverbs chapter 14 and 34, it was Solomon who said, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So when we violate moral law, there is going to be a penalty paid. If there is no hell, there is no law. If there is no hell, there can be no wrong. And if there is no hell, moral and spiritual responsibility are non-existent. And if there is no hell, the church which exists for our moral and spiritual good is foolish and useless. In a word, to deny the existence of hell is to deny the existence both of sin and of law. Now, I wish I could bring myself to believe there is no hell. I wish I could bring myself to believe that all people would believe in God and believe in Jesus and, and be obedient to them and serve them and and that hell would not even be necessary. But as long as there are people that break His law and live in violation of the law of God, then I must recognize that hell is necessary as a place of punishment when law has been violated. And I might say that wishing it away 
will not change Bible truth. The Bible teaches the certainty of hell. The most loving person who ever graced this earth was the Lord Jesus Christ. But, but he talked about hell possibly more than any other person. It, for example, in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 22, Jesus said, I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Rekha shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. And then we read earlier, verses 29 and 30, If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And then look in Matthew chapter 5, or rather in Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 28, where Jesus said, Fear not him who is able to destroy the body, but hath no power over the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and the body in hell. Then turn to Matthew, the 13th chapter, verses 41 and 42. The Son of Man shall send out His angels, and they will gather out of His kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then turn to Matthew the 18th chapter, and verses 8 and 9. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life lame or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into the everlasting fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell. Then turn to Matthew, the 25th chapter. Matthew chapter 25, and in verse number 30, where Jesus said, Cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41, then he will say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Then verse 46, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. These are just a few of the statements Jesus made about the reality of hell. So Jesus, the, the kind, loving, precious Son of God, taught that hell is a real place. And the Apostle Paul taught that hell is real. For example, in Romans the 6th chapter, and in verse 23, he said, For the wages of sin is death. In Romans the 2nd chapter, 
And in verses 6 and following, he said, Who will render to each according to his deeds eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first and also of the Greek. Paul taught that hell is real. For example, in Galatians the 6th chapter, verses 7 and 8, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. He that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. What do you suppose Paul meant when he said that those who sow to the flesh will reap corruption? Then turn to the second Thessalonian letter in chapter 1, beginning in verse 7. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. For the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with His mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them who know not God, and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to verse 9. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. So Jesus taught hell is real. Paul taught hell is real. But the apostle Peter did as well. Listen to him in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4. For if God did not spare the angels that sinned, cast them down to hell, and deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. So Peter taught the reality of hell. And so did John, the apostle of love. For example, in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 20, and in verse number 10, the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then also in chapter 20, beginning in verse 12, And I saw the dead, small and the great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to the works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged each one according to their works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. Let me read that again. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Then in the 21st chapter of Revelation and verse 8, listen to what John says. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderous, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Friends, the, the, the truthfulness of the Bible and the reality of hell stand or fall together. 
Because the Bible teaches that hell is real. Now someone can write a book. They can write all the books that they could ever hope to write. Denying the reality of hell. And they from a human point of view began to try to reason hell out of existence. But they will have to do so and fly in the face of the inspired word of the living God. But I want to raise a question. What does the Bible, how does the Bible describe hell? What is hell like anyway? Well, first of all, hell is is a place of insatiable appetite and desire. In the 16th chapter of Luke's gospel, Jesus talked about a, a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And, he, and the man died. And he lift up his eyes in torments. And he said, Father Abraham, have mercy and send Lazarus. Well, why do you want Lazarus? That, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. And he was denied that request. Hell is a place where our appetites and desires are not going to be satisfied. It is also described in the Bible as being a place of unutterable, unutterable and everlasting shame and contempt. In Daniel the 12th chapter and verse 2, the Bible says that many that sleep in the dust of the earth shall arise, some to everlasting life, and some to shame, in everlasting contempt. And then it's going to be a place of darkness. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 30, Jesus said, Cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Hell is a place the farthest removed from the source of light who is God. God is the Father of lights. And this is a place where man will be separated from God forever and ever. A place of darkness. And then also in that same passage, Jesus said, and there shall be weeping. That is, there's going to be sorrow in this place. And then he also said in that same passage that there will be the gnashing of teeth. And that's an expression of great rage and indignation. That's what hell is like. It is also described in the Bible as being a place of vile companionship. Let's go back to a passage we read earlier from Revelation chapter 21 and verse 8. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderous, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, How would you like to live in a neighborhood with people like that? Have people like that for your neighbors next door and across the street and maybe behind you. All kinds of bad people, murderers and immoral people and idolaters and liars and the like. Well, those are the kind of people that will be there. A place of vile companionship. I want to read a passage to you from the book of 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. And in verse number 9, Paul said, Know ye not the unrighteous shall not inherit 
the kingdom of God. Unrighteous people will not be there. And so this is the kind of place that hell is going is. But it's also a place of memory. It's a place of remorse. In Luke 16 and 25, after the rich man asked for Lazarus to come and dip his finger in water and cool his tongue, and Abraham said, Son, remember, remember that you in your lifetime received good things and Lazarus evil things. Now he's comforted and you're tormented. Hell is a place where we will retain our memory. We do not lose our ability to remember once we die. We remember. I think we're going to remember the opportunities to do good. We're going to remember the way that we live, the way that we acted, some of the things that we did that we wish we hadn't done. We will remember. We will remember. But hell is a place without hope. This man was told... You cannot have anybody dip their finger in water and cool your tongue. This is a world without hope. Dante said that the sign hanging over hell's door ought to read, All who enter leave all hope behind. This is a world without hope. But it is also an eternal place. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 46, Jesus closed that chapter by saying, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Uh, quite frankly, I don't really comprehend eternal or everlasting. Now, those are terms that are found many, many times in the Bible, and those are terms that we use frequently in teaching and preaching the Word of God. Those are verses that we read when we open to the Bible for our devotional studies. But who among us can really comprehend eternal? But hell is going to be an eternal place. An eternal place. Well, I suppose if a person could just go to hell for a thousand years, at the end of the first year they could say, well, you know, that's not going to be too bad. I've got some hope at the end of the tunnel. And the hope is that I've only got 999 more years here. And after 500 years have rolled by, this person can say, well, I only have 500 more years here. Well, it's not that way at all because it's going to be eternal in its nature. And so hell is not the place that we want to be. And so hell is a horrible place. Somebody says, well, Brother Lambert, who will be in hell? I, I can only tell you what the Bible says. Because you see, it is not my business to say who will or will not be there. It, it is not my business to pass any kind of a judgment on any individual because we don't know the hearts of men. But I can tell you from the biblical point of view that those who are wicked will be there. The wicked will be there. Listen to Psalms chapter 9 and verse 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell 
and all the nations that forget God. So those that are wicked, that live wicked lives, will be there. And of course, there are a lot of wicked people in the world. There always have been wicked people in the world. Those who are rejectors of the gospel of Christ will be there. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7, To you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with His mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them who know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, what will happen to them? Verse 9, Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. You see, to reject God's law, to reject the gospel, requires I pay a penalty. If I were to try to, re- to violate God's law of gravity by getting on a 50-foot uh, tower and jumping off of that tower without any kind of a rope attached to me, any way to save my life, I'd pay a price for trying to break the law of gravity. And when we reject God's law, the gospel, there's a penalty to be paid. But Satan and his angels will be there. As a matter of fact, hell is a prepared place. Jesus said, Depart from me, ye cursed and everlasting fire. Prepared for the devil and his angels. How are we going to escape this place? The answer is, just obey the law of God. Listen to Romans 1.16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. We can be saved from God's wrath by the blood of Jesus, Romans 5.9. And when we obey the gospel, according to Romans 6, verses 1 through 7, by dying to sin being buried with Christ in the waters of baptism and arise to walk in the newness of life, we are then free from sin. And according to Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, we're in Christ and no longer are we condemned. And then we live a faithful, dedicated Christian life. Would you obey the gospel today? Believe on Jesus? Repent of your sins? Confess your faith in Jesus. Be baptized into Jesus Christ, Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. And you can begin to live the life of a child of God. I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to 
Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.